0: Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 469, contains guest host Alia D., a ranking of a position, more sex book talk, and an interview with the beautiful Avalon Mira.
1: Warning. This show is only for adults who like sex, sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle?
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 469 of Dangling After After Dark* with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle. And joining me for this connected 69 episode is the the beautiful goddess from the great white north, Japan. She is your poutine princess. Uh, Your mistress of moisture. uh, Oh, I was waiting for an... uh. (laughs) She is everything you could possibly want in an award-winning content creator and more. uh, She is Dahlia, the moaning machine. D. uh, (laughs) Well, I guess we all know how you're doing. uh,
1: (laughs) Too. For episode sixty nine, how am I supposed to just not moan all the way through? It's all I can think about. 69.
0: I think if you were to moan all the way through, it would go from funny to not back to funny in a very South Park comedy arc way.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: So we'll see how it goes. <laughs>
1: we're going to pepper this episode with moans, so just wait.
0: All right. What well, can I moan?
1: Yes, but you have to do it the same way I don't know if, uh,
0: I, I don't know if I get my voice that high Can you try? <laughs> Is that good? Did, 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 did,
1: if did, I fucked a guy And he was moaning <laughs> like that I'd call an ambulance <laughs> Right
0: Did yeah, you swallow his tongue? Oh no <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, that's fucking amazing. (laughs) What do we have for episode 469?
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's going to fall out of her chair. So, with this episode, not only do you get Dahlia D and myself, probably some sexology magazine reads. Oh my God. Who the hell knows? I really don't know. But at the end of the episode you get an interview with the beautiful Avalon Mira. She is amazing. I can't wait for you to hear it. You will hear that at the end of the first half. Really, it's the second half. But you'll hear me talk about it at the end of the first half. So it's a lot of halves is what I'm saying.
1: That is so very exciting. So since it's episode 469, I have to ask, how often or how much in your lifetime have you done 69?
0: Oh, you know what? It's funny you bring that up because you were wondering what my record is for doing different sexual things. We wanted to talk about it. Right. Where you were going to come up with different topics and positions and things like that. And I was going to tell you very truthfully. If I had done it and how much I have, but when it comes and if you want to do that, that's cool. I'm more than happy. We'll
1: definitely do that for an episode. We just haven't because it was so crazy with like Exotica and all that stuff. I wanted to put you through the ringer, but I just haven't had a chance yet. Okay.
0: (laughs) So for this one, we're just talking about 69.
1: 69.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm getting better. I think, I don't know. Because what I really want to do is be like, oh. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, my God. That's even better. Okay. Okay. So, have you done 69? Have you done 69 in all of the available 69 positions?
0: Ooh, very good question. I have done a number of 69s with my partners. I have done me on the bottom, me on top, and... Another one where they are on a bed with their head hanging off the bed.
1: Okay. And I'm
0: standing, so I'm able to do things to them, and I'm also kind of throat-banging them, if you will.
1: So that's kind of like the most like literal interpretation of a 69. Correct. Really? Yeah. Unless you're like on your side. Ooh,
0: have I done that? I may have done that. I'm not 100% sure, though. I want to say that I have, because that, like, a, a visual popped into my head when you said that.
1: So following up with a new question, Okay, where would you rate a 69 on a scale of 1 to 10? That's a lot of numbers.
0: <laughs> so when the two of you are 69ing on a scale of 1 to 10, 5 yeah. being average, where would you rate 80% of the 69s that you have been involved in? <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> of the six sixty nines. Correct. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> yours are much better than mine.
1: I've practiced. That is true.
0: I, I enjoy them. Okay. I, they're not my favorite, but okay. I do enjoy them.
1: Is it something that you would like ask for?
0: I think for me. A 69 is something where if I am being orally gratified and the person is maybe doing it from my side, they are perpendicular to my body. Right. I can grab them or like around their stomach and waist and pull them over me. Okay. And just make it a thing.
1: Right. But that's something you would do. Like You would actively seek out the 69. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because... I enjoy giving as a, as much as I enjoy receiving. Okay. So it only seems fair, if not appropriate.
1: Interesting. So where would you rate it on a 1 to 10?
0: It depends on the partner, because there were people that we had enough difference in height that it wasn't the easiest thing to pull off.
1: Right. But... All
0: things considered, I would put it 6 to 7. Okay. Like, it's not lights out, but it's good. Okay. How, Interesting. How about you?
1: I think I might just be a selfish piece of shit. Uh, right. Okay. Because I fucking hate 69.
0: <laughs> and, and why is that?
1: Oh, I hate it. I can't focus. It's like... <sighs> Like, if we are doing the oral thing, I am also the kind of person that likes to give and I also like to receive, but I don't like to do the, both things at the same time. Okay. All right. So, like, if I'm sucking dick, I am focused on sucking dick, and I am trying real hard to suck that dick. <laughs> and I'm trying to do a really good job because I enjoy pleasuring my sexual partners. right. If you're also licking my pussy, I cannot focus on sucking your dick to the best of my ability, and then I get frustrated. Mm. And then I'll either stop sucking your dick, which is not fun for anybody,
0: true,
1: or I'll do a piss poor job of it. Also, I find it really awkward to sit on people's faces and also try to suck their dick at the same time.
0: Um. Yeah. You know what? Kind of to the idea of mine, where it has to kind of be two bodies that fit just right. I can agree with that as well. I dated like one of the first girlfriends I ever had. She loved to do uh, kind of a side lying blowjob, but she right. was magnificent at it. Like she would literally just put her head on my pubic bone. And just do magic with her mouth. Like she didn't, have
1: to, she didn't <laughs> okay. have to
0: do a ton of up and down and stuff. It was just absolutely spectacular. But when it comes to, as you were saying, if the person gratifying you is doing a good job, you kind of start to slow down and stop because you're enjoying it and you don't feel like you're doing a good job. That's my dismount point. Like that's the point where you just go, all right. I am at a place now where we need to have sex,
1: yeah, 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 like let me just fuck you, like <laughs> I don't wanna fuck around with this anymore. Right. I find it really strange too to like, like like you said, with the height difference, it's really, really hard to get that line up properly, yes, and it's like if I'm sitting on your face and you have access to my pussy nine times out of ten, I cannot get my mouth on your dick because you're too tall, uh, yeah, exactly, you know you have to be like almost the exact same height, and then it's like. That's if I'm on top. If I'm underneath and you're, like, fucking my face whilst eating my pussy and you're, like, on top, then I'm just looking directly at your asshole slash balls, depending how big they are.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So it's, it's like, not the best view. And it's, like, you're kind of just, like, getting these balls, like, slapping across your face while you're, like, trying not to choke and also trying to get your pussy ate. Just not, like, a... It's not conducive to a good like orgasm. I can and the agree view with is not exactly spectacular. Yeah, for me, you guys haven't even seen your own assholes, and here I am, two inches away from it. Most men haven't. Right, most. Most. I can agree with that,
0: and I would think sixty-nine is a great low light to no light position.
1: Yep, especially if he's on top. Right.
0: And if I'm on top, depending, once again, on our height dynamics, I will kind of kneel on one knee and be kind of leg out.
1: Like a half Captain Morgan. Correct.
0: Where it's a little bit so, you know, they can still breathe. And Uh because if it's done right, men, much like dogs, kind of get that auto hump. (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. and uh you know all you're doing to the woman is like jamming her head onto her shoulders and cutting off oxygen right
1: that's what i'm saying i'm like sitting here there's like balls flopping across my forehead i'm looking at a dirty asshole and it's just like
0: (laughs) slow down slow down i'm like halfway there you
1: know (laughs) the same time they're like trying their hardest to eat my pussy but it's hard to like keep that rhythm and fuck at the same time right so all on you, I can't do anything cause I'm just choking to death. Right.
0: So would you be more willing to do sideline or just be on top or just not do it?
1: Personally, I would rather just like not do it. Like if you had to give me like, if you had to, if I had to remove something from like the pool of available sexual activities, it would be 69. Okay. Cause I just, it's awkward. I find it awkward no matter what position it's in. It's just not It's just not for me. I don't really like it. Visually, it can be appealing for, like, porn and stuff like that. I get that for sure. But, like, even sideways, you're kind of just doing this weird little, like, worm dance. <laughs> okay. Right? Because if you're sideways on the bed sucking dick, like, just picture that, right? You're kind of just, like, doing a little worm. Like, you're sort of just having a seizure.
0: <laughs> it's like a worn-out machine where the gears don't match anymore.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's, every, like, both of you are kind of simultaneously thrusting into each other's mouths while trying to accommodate the other person's thrusting. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. It's like one of those things like shower sex where like growing up, like as a teenager, you're like, you think about it a lot and you're like, Oh, that's fucking hot. And then you do it and you're like, Oh, this is not fun.
0: Well, we can blame Hollywood
1: for that. 100%.
0: Yeah, And I feel the same way about pool sex.
1: Yes. Anything involving water is a no go. It is surprisingly not Wet yeah.
0: beach sex.
1: Oh, yeah. Jesus.
0: Yeah. That that's not great.
1: I would say beach sex is the worst water sex. I think if we're categorizing water sex, I think beach sex is the worst. Mm. Beach sex is the worst followed by hot tub sex, which is like less bad, but still fucking terrible.
2: Right.
1: Followed by pool sex, which is less bad, but still fucking terrible. Followed by shower sex which is less bad and still fucking terrible.
0: I may have to put that out as a Twitter poll. Like rank them.
1: Rank the water sexes.
0: And how bad they are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're all fucking terrible. That's it.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: That's the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was disappointed about finding out about shower sex, I'll be honest, because I always thought it was so convenient. I'm like, yeah, you just, you know, come in the shower, clean it all up, hose it down, and you're good to go. And then as a bonus, you can soap yourself up after, and then you're clean, right? You don't get that, like, sex funk afterwards. Yeah, I think,
0: yeah, yeah, I think with showers, it's more... It's foreplay or non-penetrative sex fun. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a guy where you know how he works and you know you could probably finish him in the time that it takes for your hot water tank to run out of hot water. Yeah. And then, then it's fun. Yeah. As long as he doesn't like lose control of his legs and fall down.
1: Like a soapy hand job or like a blow job or something like that. Totally. But shower sex?
0: No. Nah. Nah.
1: Yeah, I agree with nah. you. Nah. Shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so I have done my share of 69, and we need Dahlia D to write down or ask people on Discord or on her social media to ask me different questions about what I have not done and what I have done
1: Okay. Absolutely. I will source some questions and we'll uh we'll put you through the ringer for sure.
0: Okay, that is fine. I'm I'm more than happy to lie to everybody. <laughs> about, you
1: said about, you'd be honest. I know,
0: I will be honest, of course, yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. You can do the same to me. Ask me some real spicy questions. I'm sure you can come up with some You've done it all. I know. <laughs> I don't I just I have zero shame, so <laughs> you just ask me anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I could make up a scenario and you'd be like, yeah, that was like uh, October of last year.
1: Oh, my um, God. Probably. You know, yeah. I've done it all. and hated most of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, there was these two guys and I was doing a stand and squirt on top of them while they shit on pizzas and fed it to each other. And you're like, oh, totally. That was like a, a $1,000 custom, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, at least. Fuck. It's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. That's right. You know, I actually have not been in a multi man situation before.
0: I find that very surprising.
1: I know, me too, actually. I love the dick. Wow. Yeah, I've just I've never been in a threesome or more with more than one man. I've done like I've had up to like five people at once, but it was all girls and one guy. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done like group sex with like more than one penis involved. Hmm.
0: Are you down for that?
1: I am. Yeah. It's something I'm definitely interested in doing. I just, it just hasn't happened to me just yet. Hmm. Okay. But then like, I'm also very picky, right? Like I'm so picky about who I'll have sex with and I'm an asshole.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like finding one person that I'll have sex with is hard enough. Okay. Finding two that will also fuck me at the same time and be chill with each other. (laughs) That's tough.
0: Well, what you need is the second one to not live in the same country, i.e. Pittsburgh.
1: Maybe I should try to find someone from Pittsburgh then.
0: I think you should.
1: Maybe that's, maybe that's a thing. Right. Cause like Tommy, like my partner and I were like super down to do like threesome content and stuff like that for sure. And like, we're very open to like, you know, swapping and swinging and all that kind of stuff, but just hasn't happened. It's just one of those things. Okay. I feel like it'll just like fall into place, you know? Yes. When you one come day to- I'll be walking down the street and there'll just be several dicks <laughs> available to me all at once and I'll just hop on them and it'll be great. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: That actually, (laughs) that reminds me of one of the first videos that I, like, when it comes to adult content, it's rare that you really watch something that the 20th time you've watched it is as exciting as the first time.
1: I agree. And I've only ever found like one series that is like that for me.
0: And what is that series, if you remember?
1: Francesca, like, as if I would forget, <sighs> Francesca Lee's anal hazing series. Oh, okay. And I don't even like anal. Mm-hmm. I'm not even into it in porn, but holy fuck, that series gets me every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, because when, when I was a younger dangle, everything was, you know, tube sites and all that stuff. And there was a... I I don't know the brand, but it was like a sorority hazing.
1: Series. Oh my god, are we talking about the same one? I don't know. Oh my god, imagine we're talking about the same series.
0: No, this this was definitely more amateur. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like Francesca Leigh and and her like that was Evil Angel, right?
1: No, it was uh, it was them independently. Her and her husband they had done their own productions.
0: Oh, okay, I got you.
1: Yeah, and she had like. It was like a six-part series, and it's the same thing, like sorority hazing, and it's her and her husband just going to town on all these college
0: girls. <laughs> well, this one, it's all women.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: and what it was was the you know the the older sorority women were hazing the younger ones, and of course, it's sexual because that's how it works. Yeah, and they had a bench seat or a board or something like that, that had different size dildos on it. And they made them use each one. Okay. And there was a blonde woman who was doing this task. And I don't know if it was that I found her attractive or I found the scenario attractive, but it was spectacular. And it's do, still, do you
1: know if I know who that was.
0: I did not. I may have to
1: like go back and see if you can find it.
0: Yeah, see if they went like studio mainstream in the industry.
1: What if it's somebody you've interviewed?
0: Oh, that would be insane!
1: Right? You need to find out, and if not, you need to find out. And if they're still in the industry, you need to interview them now.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Be like, I jerked off to you so much when I was a kid. (laughs)
0: It's not a bad idea.
1: <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> if anything, just to have the nostalgia of watching that video again, how long has it been since you've watched it?
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: You need to find it.
0: It's Yeah, it's been a very long time.
1: You got to find it, Dick. Hmm. If it was on DVD, I'm sure it's out there somewhere.
0: That's that's a great question. Hmm. Let's see
1: the if March I can... begins. That's right. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's uh let's do it real real quick here let's see if i can
1: type in sorority hazing you're gonna find like 800 yeah 48 billion uh, let's see that is too funny here's dick just searching for his childhood porno
0: yeah it's a thing. wow it actually came up really fast
1: no are you yeah. serious
0: well, it must have been very popular
1: Oh my God, save it. You have to save it and you have to watch it and you have to find out who the blonde was and you have to interview her.
0: Uh, Wow. It had like 8 million views. Holy. At least this part of it, because this clip is only like five minutes. And I know that was like a 12 to 15 minute clip somewhere in that. Yeah. But I, I have it. We got it bookmarked. We are set.
1: That is absolutely amazing. You got to post it on your Twitter too. <laughs> I could, I could do that. Yeah, do it. Be like, this is the one I was talking about in episode 469. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. Your giggle is my favorite thing.
0: <laughs> I'm glad it's somebody's.
1: <laughs> I live to hear that. <laughs> That's what I, I gotcha. <laughs> you.
0: You make it sound like I'm a cocky asshole when I laugh like that. <laughs>
1: oh no now you sound like a skeezy like yeah. like yeah see
0: yeah see? Oh, I, we're I turning
1: the... you into like a gangster yeah. from the 50s
0: i found the sorority clip see
1: <laughs> so... jacking off to that
0: blonde girl <laughs> yeah. you know the dame with the gams <laughs>
1: oh that's fantastic
0: (laughs) so let's make one quick dive into sexology magazine
1: sexology okay
0: so as the listeners may or may not know i found a group of 50 sexology magazines you could hear me talk a little bit about it in the episode previous to this and um the book that I'm going to be reading from is from June of 1958, and it is a an article titled, What Women Should Know About Men. Uh-oh. And it talks about their belief when it comes to sex and marriage.
1: Was it written by a man?
0: Of course it was.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So let's get into this.
1: Let's do this. Men
0: admire women who do things on their own, who have imagination, and who improve their minds and personalities. One popular writer is of this opinion that it is the wife who is responsible for the, su- for the success of any marriage. If she, if she applies the right psychology, she can so influence a man as to make him a success— Make him a good husband and good father and a congenial person to live with.
1: That is some bomb pussy. Like, you have to have some, to turn a scrub into a man like that, that's that's some good pussy. Anyways. (laughs)
0: Marriage is a challenge to a woman. If she concentrates on improving herself and encourages her husband to improve, the rewards for her effort and sacrifice are most worthwhile. Those women who are always finding excuses for not pursuing some cultural interest or recreational hobby often make inadequate sexual partners. (laughs) They are likely to be frigid. The same lack of interest they display in most things is carried over into their sex life. They have no enthusiasm for the sex act. They carry out their sexual obligations more from a sense of duty than personal desire. (laughs) (laughs) You are at a loss for words. (laughs)
1: funny how even then even then it was like it's the woman's responsibility to do everything. If your man sucks, that's on you, sis.
0: That's what you married so make it work.
1: That's fucking hilarious. You're just not applying the right psychology. Exactly. Oh,
0: man. Marriage itself becomes monotonous. They are bored with the (laughs) household with household drudgery and are too tired to enjoy anything. Is it any wonder that such an attitude of dissatisfaction will often result in sexual apathy and sexual dissatisfaction? Mm -hmm. Women who are unhappy before marriage usually make unhappy wives. There are many exceptions to be sure. And a woman who suffered considerable unhappiness as a child and adolescent need not remain unhappy all her life. She should realize that unhappiness is a sickness and that to remain unhappy is abnormal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The days before depression was ever recognized as like a real thing, eh?
0: Oh, I. it's funny. I read that and I go damn, I know some people that are married to women like that. But then I'm like, well, yeah, but that's the wrong way to think.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you should maybe like get some treatment for depression, you know, instead of like, (laughs) just like do better for yourself and it'll be fine. If you're not happy, no one will ever like you. Yeah.
0: I always enjoyed the the fake it till you make it ideal. And I. I guess for some people that probably works, but there's a large percentage of people that that, that really doesn't apply to. Oh
1: God, no. Yeah.
0: So, so there <laughs> it's you like go. The number
1: one thing that people love to tell you when you have like depression or something is like, well, have you tried just like trying harder?
0: Right. Have you tried thinking of positive things? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have.
1: <laughs> Even if you had childhood trauma, you're expected to just let that go and be good in bed.
0: Yeah, that's something I w- <laughs> that's something I want to put out on Twitter. Like when people and you know, I, I'm from, I was raised by that generation of just get over it. Suck yeah. it up. That is not a uh what's the word I'm looking for? That that's not how you deal with depression and anxiety and mental issues.
1: Oh, God, no. Yeah. That article is so funny for that. Yeah. So funny. So Nobody likes the sad woman. No one.
0: So that's what you need to know, Dahlia. If things move forward in a relationship that you have and you start to feel a little down, a little sad, you got that depression bug. Just deal with it. Get over it. Don't take it out on your man and keep slinging that puss. Yeah. Keep him happy.
1: Otherwise, no one will like me. Right. <laughs> I, I
0: I know there are times where you know I have to really talk you into the energy of the episode and um
1: you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hard. I am a desolate wasteland of a human being. Oh
0: my goodness! And I was like, I don't know if I could do this anymore with her because yeah,
1: yeah. It's really hard to to get me in the mood, you know. Yeah. It's it's, it's almost I'm vile. Never smiling or laughing. <laughs> Almost never.
0: <laughs> never. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> Damn, that is some fucking expectations. Right. Where's the article that's like, here's how to eat pussy, men. I'll see if I but could find them. Happy, so that you can be successful, you turd. Right.
0: <laughs> well, with this magazine, there are a number of articles that talk about fetish, which I was really impressed by
1: what yeah oh my god really like what fetishes does it mention oh you're gonna have to wait (gasps) oh i don't like waiting i'm being fedged help (laughs) me i'm being (laughs) fedged
0: okay hold on let me see if i can find one here (laughs) i I don't want to fed you holy smokes
1: don't fed me
0: hold on i got (laughs) i know i have it have it marked here here we go okay so this is from the November 1953 issue of Sexology. In, All a, right. in an article marked Sex Life of Fetishists.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. and it's, uh, I
1: love it already. Yes.
0: In this concluding article, the author describes strange objects which form sex fetishes for some people, such as women's underclothes, corsets, etc., even Even gazing on women's thighs or hips sexually gratifies some men strange as it may seem oh my god so let me find uh the one part that i thought was funny here you remember the movie a christmas story a christmas story yeah with the little boy and they had the leg lamp
1: I know? feel like that might be before my time, but I think I know what you're talking about. Is that the one, like, you're going to shoot your eye out or something? Correct.
0: And okay. yeah, yeah. the father got a lamp that was, like, a full woman's leg and fishnet <laughs> stockings, uh, like, up to, like, mid-thigh, and it had the lamp on top.
1: Okay. I think I've I've seen that lamp before.
0: I think this is what, you know, the Fragile lamp from France. Okay. This is probably where the person who wrote that story got this idea, because in this book, they have a picture of a lamp, but instead of a full leg, it is a woman's high-heeled boot, and just the boot made into a lamp. Okay. And the little excerpt on it is, this is a lamp being currently sold in the United States. Unless you are a fetishist, you will not appreciate the high laced feminine shoe and the black lacing on the lamp shade, obviously suggesting corset lacing. Like, okay, first off, that's just a cool ass lamp.
1: Yeah, but you can't appreciate it unless you have a foot fetish.
0: Uh, obviously.
1: Obviously. Which,
0: the way this was described in that little excerpt makes me think the person that wrote it has that fetish.
1: It makes me laugh too because like like so much stuff was considered spicy then that's like not Oh for sure. Out. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, if you like this lamp, you must be into fetishes. Mm. Where like today they would look at that lamp and they'd be like, Oh, that's a tacky lamp.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And move on
1: with their lives. Right. Like we've desensitized ourselves so hardcore at this point. Like back then they'd see like like a little bit of lacing and they'd be like, oh, that reminds me of a corset. And then they're like Oh Right. But like now it's like it takes a lot to make people like, ooh, like you got to be like tits out in public. I see. I don't think so. No, no. I think
0: back like when this was made, seeing simpler things, men probably didn't even have to touch themselves.
1: Oh, yeah. And it
0: probably does take more to get men's motors running now but there are still certain things that get us instantly um cleavage you know um men uh, women in yoga pants fair um a woman who a woman in a sundress
1: you know i've heard that one so many times and i just i don't get it man really yeah, I don't understand the whole sundress thing. Is there like a specific cut of sundress that we're talking about? Or are we just talking about like dresses in the sun, the end?
0: I think more of the flowery sundress that has less length in the skirt part.
1: Right. Yeah. What's the appeal of that, though?
0: Is she wearing underwear under it? Is is she wearing a bra? You know, if she is wearing stockings, does she have to adjust it and pull up her skirt? Am I going to see part of a butt cheek when she bends over? If the sun is in front of her and she is in between me and the sun, am I going to see outlines of things?
1: Are you serious? Y'all are calculating the fucking angle of the sun just to catch a nipple in a sundress?
0: In a millisecond. Everything I just said happens instantaneously.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Welcome to the male mind.
1: That is simultaneously, like, impressive and also, like, a little sad. Like, damn. (laughs) You guys think about things that I would never even imagine. Mm.
0: Well, that's what's funny. Like, when you go to a convention and you see the guys that are there for the first time or maybe within, (laughs) like— a visit or two uh, the first time and they are just wide eyed. Like they have no, like it overloads that part of their brain where that tease is necessary.
1: You can always see them too. They're walking around like, like a deer in the headlights, just like, (gasps) Oh, right.
0: And I always like when they are there with a girlfriend and the girlfriend is so much more open to it. And they're like, honey, get next to her and I'll take a picture of you, too. And he's like, oh, OK. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on right now, but if I don't touch my ding dong, something bad's going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you get, like, the veteran guys that have been there, like, every year for the last 12 years. And now they show up in costume.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: Those are my fave. Like, I've been coming here for the last 10 years, and I've been dressing up for the last five. And they're always, like, wearing, like, ridiculous, like, little bikinis and shit.
0: (laughs) There was a guy in Chicago who, if you remember an episode of South Park where, I don't know how it happened, but the guys made their balls really big. (laughs) <laughs> and they were bouncing on them, and they had wheelbarrows and, and all kinds of stuff. This guy had a heavy-duty metal dolly and a set of these nuts.
1: Oh, my God. That is amazing.
0: And he On Sunday, he wheeled around this stuff in the convention, which is not light. And my thought was that is commitment to the game right there.
1: Oh, yeah. That is fucking hilarious. But there's always one. At every convention, there's always one guy that just does weird shit. And they're always, like, the guy, you know? Everyone remembers them. Like like what? Like, there's a guy in uh, Toronto at the Toronto show every year that has – he goes with his wife. I want to say he's probably 85. Okay. And he is essentially a skeleton with a whole bunch of droopy – Tan skin hanging off of it.
0: Okay.
1: And his wife makes him these sexy little outfits. Huh. So, for example, he has like a firefighter, he has a lion, he has a construction worker, he has a police officer, and they're all these like male stripper costumes. Okay. And he debuts a new one every year at the convention. Like they spend the whole year working on costumes and then he goes to the Toronto convention and like shows them off. Wow. Yeah, and he's the guy. Like, everyone who has gone to the convention more than one year in a row, like, knows, like, this is the guy. And you always, like, you have to take pictures with the guy, you know?
0: I think I would have to, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, like, there was a guy at Vancouver that apparently goes every year Um, that was, like, this big, huge, topless, like, I want to say, like, Italian dude. And, like, huge gut, huge titties, hairy chest. <laughs> thousand gold chains nice just swaggering around the place and taking photos with everybody but everybody knew him they were like that's the guy i just think that every convention probably has like a guy
0: yeah oh i'm sure but i hope to be that guy
1: well if you don't see one then you are you are him that's the rule right i
0: can't disagree with you
1: yeah you've never seen yourself and the guy in the same room right so then you (laughs) must be the guy
0: (laughs) damn it now i know
1: Right?
0: They're a poison guy. That's right. So back to the sexology book real quick. Yes. Certain men consider it necessary that a woman should be dressed in a particular way for satisfactory sexual relations with her. Probably that is why certain big European brothels are furnished with complete wardrobes. Among underclothing, the corset seems to be a very common fetish. There is the case of an officer in the Marines, 30 years old. He had an erection every time he saw his sister put on a corset. Jesus Although, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Although at the time, being under 15, he had no marked sexual urge. Lingerie fetishes are common.
1: Wow. They were like way ahead of born up on that one, eh? Right? Dang. <laughs> like you, they're way ahead of their times at this point. Yeah, Watching time. my sister put on a corset. Bet you that would get several million views these days.
0: All right, we're making that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're All right. That Deal. Yeah. Peeping on my sister putting on a corset. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> Here I am thinking that we've gotten so much worse as a society, but no, we're just more open about it. You
0: got it. One hundred percent. This
1: has been happening a long time. <laughs>
0: yeah the examples keep coming it's just what's the date on the example so yes we we will have much more from the sexology books
1: i am loving these this is such a score i'm so glad you found them oh my
0: goodness you have no idea how happy i am to not only be able to read from them but then to display them in the dangle dome it's awesome
1: just amazing is it the whole series too like are they in order
0: no, they're out of the 50 books. They range over about six years. So, um, yeah. Dad. Yeah. I don't think I have like one full complete year.
1: Do I sense a new collection starting?
0: Of course you do.
1: Uh-oh. That's what I do. Dick the collector, Uh-oh. which is the opposite of me who collects dicks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I collect dicks too, but it's just minor on paper Yours are in the flesh.
1: Mine are in the freezer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what?
0: <laughs> Whatever, Dahlia Dahmer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Missed opportunity on the username. Yeah. Well, you can still make it.
0: I should. Yeah, that could be a branch off the Dahlia D tree.
1: There you go. Extreme fetish. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. So... I think it's time to talk about my interview.
1: I, yeah, I think that's probably your best bet. Really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, my interview is with the lovely Avalon Mira. Thank you so much to Triple X Star PR for the opportunity to speak with her. I was lucky enough to meet her through good friends, the Berg couple, at exotica chicago we were only able to talk for a minute but we exchanged information and then we made it work through triple x star pr and she is blowing up in a way that you don't see that much in the industry anymore like her popularity is really taking off
1: and you said that she has a massive following on tiktok right
0: her tiktok following is over a million which is Which is unreal to me.
1: Yeah, that's like a new thing. And that's really cool to see somebody come up and coming that is from that side of things. Because you don't often see girls getting mainstream that started on TikTok. So I'm actually really excited to hear about this interview. And uh, I'm really glad that she's getting mainstream and and kind of like taking on the the professional stuff. Because it's really cool to see that sort of come up.
0: Yeah, to think that she's only been a content creator for a couple of years, and she's only been shooting mainstream for less than a year. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. She's already had award nominations. Like, it is amazing to see the momentum that she is carrying right now and she is so sweet she is beautiful if you like your models tattooed she has tattoos
1: ew tattoos oh you stop right now tattoos are the worst anybody who has tattoos is just awful
0: and they should show you pictures of themselves
1: yeah if anybody has tattoos i definitely don't want you to send me (laughs) pictures. definitely don't send me photos of hot tattooed girls (laughs) i don't like it So, (laughs)
0: I I know that everyone is going to enjoy not only hearing this interview, but really getting in on the ground floor of her as a performer and watching her career grow. It's going to be amazing.
1: I'm super excited. And I'm going to go follow her on Twitter right now.
0: Fantastic. So, if people want to follow you on Twitter, Dahlia D., who I love and adore immensely. And people should definitely do so.
1: i recommend it.
0: (laughs) I mean, where should they go to find all your greatness?
1: Uh, If you're looking for all of my links, you can find them at www.daliadee.com. It's D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E dot com.
0: Tremendous. So I'm somewhere on the internet. Figure it out.
1: I think you should Google the word dick and then search. And then I'm sure Dick Dangle will come up.
0: You just got to look for that double D logo of mine.
1: I think it's even better if you hit the images, to be honest.
0: That is very wise. Type in dick.
1: Go to images.
0: Go to images and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs)
1: But where can they really find you, dick?
0: I don't even know at this point. So, Dahlia, thank you so much for being on this episode
1: of course
0: this very auspicious episode of 469 uh, there we go ah! no that's <laughs> i don't know what that was i think i i was having sex and i stubbed my toe <laughs> i was also a witch apparently i don't know maybe that's part pterodactyl i don't know what the hell happened there that's,
1: yeah damn uh,
0: no that didn't sound good either
1: I would have 911 on speed dial if you did that during sex.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, one and all, for listening to this episode. Please enjoy this interview with Avalon Mira. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like the wonderful Dahlia D and the wonderful Avalon Mira and all of the people that you have heard on this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Make sure, ladies, that you are doing everything in your power to keep the man happy because... (laughs) because he needs to see you in that corset to get off.
1: (laughs) And, of
0: course.
1: Dangle on. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) <laughs> if people could punch you through a screen, <laughs> you'd be in trouble right now.
0: Yes, yes, I would.
1: <laughs> when that airs,
0: <laughs> well, if that's the only thing they take out of the episode, then that's their fault. They didn't hear the rest of it.
1: Do what you can to please your man. That's, You're just gonna fucking get it. That's right. Rick Dangle was assassinated today <laughs> on the streets of Philly. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Officers suspect that the Dangle may have made some sexist comments in his past few episodes, resulting in a brutal attack that led to his death.
0: This is DDMZ. Yeah,
1: I'd be good at that.
0: I think you would.
1: Right? I got the tea! <laughs> steve has not... got the tea! <laughs> if you think.
0: Give me the deets on Dick Dangle's demise. <laughs> 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 the demise of dick jangle <laughs> well apparently nobody could take what he said in context and they cut it out and made it go viral
1: <laughs> <laughs> amazing well now we know what's going to happen if you ever die i'm definitely going to be doing an episode
0: oh for sure you could be the uh you could do the press release for me
1: 100 it's
0: the I don't know what could have happened. I'm sure it was something that he said that was taken the way it was not intended. And I'm sure once they find all of his body parts and put them back together, that they will be very sad that they made those statements.
1: (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) I love it. Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming This is Romy Rain, and you're listening to Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. I hope it hangs low and steady for you. Mm, He's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle.
0: My guest has more than what it takes to be an elite star in the industry. In just a few short years, she is well on her way to proving that fact, from camming, to content, to studio scenes, she has her fans and professionals alike in a frenzy. She has been nominated for awards, including a recent X-Biz Creator Award for Rising Premium Social Media Star, and there is no doubt that she will be in demand for years to come. Please welcome the lovely Evelon Mira. How are you doing tonight?
2: Hi, what's up everyone? I'm doing really Good. How are you doing?
0: I am doing well. Could you please tell everybody before we get started where they could find you online and on social media?
2: Yes, so all of my socials are Patootie Peaches. Um, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, literally all of it is under the name Patootie Peaches.
0: Oh, fantastic. That makes it nice and easy for the listeners.
2: Super easy. Yeah.
0: So I was able to see you and meet you at Chicago Exotica. Did I hear correctly that the Exotica in Chicago was your first Exotica?
2: Yes, it was my first time attending Exotica.
0: Wow. Now, how many conventions had you been to prior to this?
2: Um, Before that, I went to AVN in January, and that was the first event I'd ever done. So that's about it. And then X's will be my third
0: Fantastic. So when it comes to Chicago, I want to say I saw you there, of course. uh, We were both talking to the Berg couple, but the way I need to put this is I saw you everywhere. Your main booth was the Signatures After Dark booth, but you were taking pictures and videos with everybody. You were always on the move. How was your convention?
2: really fun um I have a lot of mutuals so I got to meet a lot of them <laughs> who I was taking photos with um and I did get to meet a lot of fans which was really cool I had a lot of fun it was a little chaotic but it was a lot of fun for sure
0: I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself and how to work through these conventions between the last two you just did
2: I think I'm still learning a little bit but something like that yeah <laughs>
0: hey I've been doing this for years I'm still learning <laughs> for sure now I saw that you did a number of collaborations while you were there, including with black Rose entertainment and Sam shock. How much were you able to film?
2: I had a few of my shoes get canceled just in the chaos of everything, but, um, had a lot of fun shooting with everyone. It was a little bit hectic. I flew in. I got up at four in the morning and flew in to Chicago and then went straight to the hotel to shoot with Sam Shog And then from there, went down to the convention. Um, so it was a little busy, but it was a lot of fun.
0: I can't imagine filming after being up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that, that <laughs> yeah, I
2: just like an went and put my makeup on, went right down to shoot. I was like, let's go. Let's do it. Wow.
0: And not all heroes wear capes, as they say.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was supposed to fly in the day before, but my flight got canceled. So I had to take the next flight out in the morning. Uh, But I didn't want to cancel my shoot.
0: Yeah. Oh, good for you. Now, how do you know when you need to slow down, you know, when it comes to shooting? And is it tough to slow down? Because you are really building a brand and people are really jumping on board and you don't want to lose that momentum.
2: Um, I have a lot of my downtime when I'm at home and then when I travel, it's go time. So I think that's, that's what saves me is that when I'm at home, I have a good amount of downtime and time to myself and do solo content. And then when I travel, I work the whole time I'm there. So I'm able to, to have good energy and I don't really feel worn out until I fly back home, but then I get a rest. So,
0: and I'm glad you said that because you put out a tweet And you said, we know how to have a good time. And it was you and mystic being. And you were on the floor of the convention. And you are just bouncing and dancing. And you are truly always moving and bouncing and dancing. There has to be some recovery time from either soreness or exhaustion after conventions like this. I can't imagine. Like... I put out energy, but nothing like that.
2: Well, you know, I like to get my steps in. (laughs) (laughs) And you certainly do. (laughs) Holy smokes.
0: (laughs) And this weekend, should I say that weekend... Could have really gone off the rail because you actually put out a tweet that said someone used my business card to order $3,000 worth of plane tickets and now my account is negative and you can't use your card. That's, that's yeah. horrifying. Were you able to get that taken care of?
2: I did after I got back. So I used my card one time at the convention to buy a water and a Gatorade. And then I woke up the next morning and they bought four different plane tickets. And then they also bought like a hotel room for like over $700, um, which that hotel charge actually didn't come in until like last week. Um, but yeah, so then like all my money was drained from my account and it was negative And I was like, I pulled out cash on my other card and then I turned off that card. Um, and I used cash the rest of the time I was there, but it did get, it did get sorted out now. Holy I got all my sense. money back.
0: That's great. I'm glad you did. It, I never understand how companies let it go into the negative. I,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't text me. I was like, why do I need four plane tickets for myself in one day? Exactly. I hate I hate flying. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I do it when I have to, but I don't prefer to fly. What
0: do you not like about it? Just the whole it's a pain in the butt? Do you rather drive?
2: Um, I'm just terrified of planes. I hate the turbulence. I just cry mostly. Mm. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, scary. <laughs>
0: Now, as I mentioned, you were recently nominated for Rising Premium Social Media Star for the 2023 XBiz Creator Awards. Congratulations.
2: Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Even though you have 1.2 million TikTok followers and over 200,000 followers on Twitter and Instagram, did this come as a surprise to you to get this nomination?
2: Yes, Yes, it did. This is the first year that I have asked my fans to vote for me for any nominations. So anytime I actually get one, I am very surprised. I'm very happy, but I'm also shocked. There's so many, you know, there's so many amazing creators, so it feels cool to be recognized amongst them. Yeah.
0: How have you been able to amass over a million TikTok followers as well as the other social media success in a world where being in the adult industry and social media really don't get along all that well?
2: Um, I honestly think it's just because of my niche for flexing my boobs. Um, I started on TikTok, and from there, my other social media platforms gained traction until they're able to grow on their own. But I want to say that everything came from TikTok, and it all started on and with TikTok.
0: Now, you also had an AVN nomination. Is it surreal to get nominated? Like, it, there has to be that point where you go, I know that I have fans that enjoy me, but to be at a level where you are nominated, is just be like, mind blown. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm very mind blown. When I got nominated for AVN, I actually wasn't, I was only... What was I doing? I wasn't planning on going to AVN unless I got nominated. I didn't think there was a big chance. So I was like, oh, like, it's fine. I was in Colorado, actually, at the time. And then I got nominated. And my mom was the one who was like, you should go do it. Like, just fly from Colorado to Vegas. So at last minute, um, seeing that I got nominated, I decided to go. And I had so much fun. It was the coolest experience ever. And I, it, I was just so happy to be there. I could not even believe I got a nomination. It, I hope I hope one day I really want to win at AVN. But it was I, I didn't think I would get nominated at all. It was so cool. i had I had a blast yeah.
0: You started as a cam model and content creator, and then really dove into shooting in the last few months. What led to you expanding your career in this way? Did it just feel like a natural career progression?
2: Well, actually, so I used to be an exotic dancer and I danced for four years. I want to say that I wanted to do mainstream when I was around 20 years old, um, but I kept getting rejected due to my tattoos. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to still try to pursue it on my own. I started getting serious on OnlyFans once my TikTok took off in 2021, I want to say. And, um, from there, my following grew. And I was able to get signed uh last December and past December with Hussey models, so it only took me five years, but I was super happy to get signed, and now I've just started shooting more mainstream scenes. um so I wish I could like give little me a hug. <laughs> like, it's okay, just wait a little bit. You did it,
0: <laughs> yeah, it must be difficult, like in looking back, it doesn't seem like very long, but you know when you're in that time. It does have to be hard to have that be patient mindset,
2: I honestly don't think that i i I never thought I would be where I am right now. I really wanted to be, but I didn't think that it would be possible. I just didn't see myself being able to do it, but i that makes it even more sweet to be here right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I can't, you're going to just absolutely blow up. So re- remember this moment when you're saying it because you're going to look back on it and go, I didn't think that me would believe where I'm at. So
2: it's, good things are. I can't wait for the future.
0: <laughs> a little while back, you had a scene with the handsome and gifted man, Brickzilla, that was released not like tackling one of the biggest members in the industry is you know intimidating at all but were you intimidated when you actually saw it in person
2: oh yes I was um I was worried I didn't know if it was gonna hurt but I was you know I was ready like why not I want to see how far I can go (laughs)
0: And how did that scene work out for you? Was it very smooth? Because I hear that a lot of gentlemen that are gifted, they know that they are. So they are a little bit more careful.
2: Yeah, the scene went absolutely, like, really great. I had no issues or problems at all. Um, I'm actually set to shoot with him here again very soon. And I'm really excited for round two. But everything went great. Um, I didn't need any downtime or anything like that. So now that I know I can take on bigger things i'm 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 like give them all to me <laughs> give me all the big ones
0: <laughs> so when it comes to what you like to create your list is pretty extensive uh in a press release it said that you are available for boy girl 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 boy boy girl Gangbangs, bangs, cream pies, fetish, and light bondage, and much more. Do you feel like you are still exploring what you like sexually, or do you feel like you know the best ways to present yourself as a performer?
2: Um, I I feel like I've just in general always been a very promiscuous person, and I find joy in shooting all different types of content there are still things I do want to explore and maybe add on a few more categories I'd be willing to do, but um, I love performing and I love doing all different types of scenes and content. They're all so much fun for me and I enjoy them all.
0: Now, when it comes to fetish, what is included on your fetish list? If I may ask.
2: Um. I haven't done much fetish, but I like Impact Play. And then also uh, Shivari. Okay. And then I also, I've gotten a few requests. I don't know if this is something I do like, but fetish for food eating and things like that. <laughs> I also hope one day I'll get to shoot a mainstream scene that's taboo.
0: Oh, okay. Do you like that? power dynamic that comes with a role like that
2: yeah i um i like to act i like acting so i think it would be really fun mm-hmm.
0: so you have aspirations to do like a big dialogue driven role at some point
2: point. one day yes I, I do want to
0: do you have ideas of stuff you'd like to shoot like have have you written Any, you know, movie scripts where it's like, one day I'm going to make this film and show the industry and my fans what I can do.
2: Oh, gosh, I haven't even thought about that. I think it would be cool one day to possibly direct or do something along those lines. But for now, I'm just good performing. (laughs)
0: So, you have all the qualities that make you a fantastic performer, which we will get to shortly. But as you said, the list does include you having a number of tattoos. Where did your love of tattoos come from?
2: I actually didn't even mean to get this tattooed in the beginning, but i I started getting tattooed when I was young, and i I just love I just love having them. I love how they look. I think they're so pretty and artistic and I like how they fit my body. So I just kind of kept getting more and more. (laughs) I don't really know. It just happened.
0: (laughs) Now, do you believe that you have a tattoo endpoint or are you going to continue to add to the collection?
2: Um yes, I do have an endpoint. So I have a left arm sleeve, and then I have absolutely nothing tattooed on my right arm. And then same with my my right leg has tattoos, but I'm keeping my left leg completely bare.
0: Now recently you said that you removed your cheek piercing. What led to that decision?
2: Um I had them for I think a year and a half and they were really cute but very annoying anytime like any uh, skincare or makeup or anything gets into them they swell and your cheeks swell, and you have to like reheal the piercing itself entirely which takes anywhere from one to two weeks i just got tired of having to reheal them and decided to take them out
0: Ah, okay now one thing that i really enjoy doing with my interview guests is showing their personality by going through their social media platforms and asking oh. que- <laughs> and
1: oh, asking boy. them <laughs>
0: questions about certain posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions? Okay, yeah. All right, I, I I promise <laughs> it's it's nothing bad. Now, actually, just within probably an hour of us recording this you put out on twitter and i'm paraphrasing because i didn't have a chance to write it down <laughs> that you want to be invited to an orgy yes um what yes, does do. the ideal orgy look like for you and to be invited is there like a secret handshake
2: i have an no idea i i've only ever done two all-female orgies before um But I I don't normally get invited, so I don't know how to get invited. But I guess an ideal orgy for me would just be a whole bunch of people and bodies everywhere.
0: Okay. Do you believe that there are more? The more the merrier. Oh, okay. I got you. Is it more women than men, more men than women, or equal amounts?
2: Oh, it don't matter. All, all, both, everyone, all genders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like you are truly a giver.
2: I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: everybody loves to get the feels, but when you're like, it doesn't matter, I just want to be a part of it, you just sound like someone that really wants to give the love, to put it nicely.
2: I mean, yeah, I love loving people.
0: Now, the first actual tweet I would like to ask about, you wrote, taking applications (laughs) for a sugar daddy.
2: Yeah, I'm tired of paying my own bills.
0: (laughs) So what does the perfect sugar daddy look like to you?
2: Um, I want them to take me out on dates, like to go get dinner and take me shopping and pay my bills. And um, I would even like, I wouldn't even mind dating like a DILF or a GILF because there's hot ones. And, you know, we can live happily ever after. Okay.
0: I got you. Well, if I see any come down the pipeline that are worthy of your attention, I will definitely let you know.
2: Please do. Please do. Yes.
0: Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about. You wrote, guess my bra size. And when it comes to this one, it doesn't seem like anyone was able to guess it in the timeline. Are you willing to say it on the show now, what it is?
2: Yeah, it's uh, a 38G. Oh,
0: okay. So I love to ask performers this question, but when you have these types of attributes... When did you realize the power that they have over mortal men?
2: For me, it was after I got my boobs done. I, I was actually flat for nearly my entire life. Um, and then I got them done. And then I it's my first time ever having big boobs. And I was like, oh, wow, a lot of people like big boobs.
0: <laughs> and I would imagine going to a convention just really makes that like times 100 because not only are you getting the attention of the patrons walking the floor and they're taking your picture and they want to take a picture with you but you're also getting that attention from performers especially female performers
2: yeah I I enjoyed getting to um, smack some people in the face with my boobs
0: That's right. <laughs> did you have any moments where someone you may not have known you know, as a performer or a cam model, something like that came up and just said, I, I have to, I have to, I have to touch them. I have to do something with them. They're too perfect.
2: I, I did have um, a random person come up and pay me to motorboat him.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: And for a video.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, if you got it, flaunt it. I I, I do I don't have those types of attributes. I, I wish I did.
2: I mean, it's not too late. My surgeon's in Miami.
0: Oh, that is very <laughs> that's <a> short. <laughs> that's a short flight from Pittsburgh. You are correct.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Now, your next tweet that I would like to ask you about, you wrote, after I get this BBL, who's going to be the first to clap these new <laughs> cheeks? Now <laughs> – For those who don't know what a BBL is, can you tell the listeners what it is?
2: Yeah, it's a Brazilian butt lift. They're going to transfer fat from my stomach into my hips and my butt.
0: What makes you want this? Do you think it's just going to accentuate what you already have? Or is this kind of taking yourself in a new direction?
2: Yeah, I'm looking more to accentuate what I have. Um, I don't really have hips i'm a little bit square uh, i have big hip dips so i want some nice curvy hips and i just want a little bit of volume added to my butt i don't want like so much size i it, just some volume
0: i got gotcha. you the next tweet i would like to ask you about you wrote I will be stopping collabs besides the ones I've already planned until after my move. Can't wait to be in South Florida. Now, I would imagine this is a career move, but what are the other benefits of it? Are you a warm weather person?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I love I love Florida. I live um, I'm in Florida currently. I'm just not down south, but I love living in Florida. And it is, there's definitely a lot more work down there. And I actually have a lot of friends in the area. So I think it'll all around be a good move. I know more people down South than I do where I'm at right now. So um, I do feel lonely at times. So it'll be good to be with friends and also be able to work more.
0: When it comes to moving, are you all about it? Do you loathe it? Like, where do you fall on that spectrum? Some people like to move because it gives them a chance to kind of clean house and get rid of stuff they don't need. And other people just like, I want nothing to do with it. That's why I hire movers.
2: Um, I hate moving. I have moved pretty much every, like I've never stayed in one place for more than two years. Oh, wow. I've been moving all over all of the time. So I hate moving. I'm definitely hiring movers and I'm hoping to stay in South Florida for at least a good two to three years before I pack up and leave.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that, for sure.
2: Thank you. You're
0: very welcome. The next tweet I would like to ask you about is actually a retweet that you made from Katsumi. And she wrote, I love to kiss during porn. Now, I agree with this. I enjoy watching that as a porn viewer. Do you make a point to do more kissing when it comes to what you create?
2: Yes, I love kissing. I think it's intimate and it's really hot and I, I love it. It makes me feel closer to the person. It makes, I feel like the chemistry is so much better and more natural.
0: And I agree with that. I think a lot of performers, I don't want to say miss that, but I think it does need to be in more for that connection for sure. Are there other ways that you try to build a connection with the people that you're shooting with? Because I know there are times where it's difficult to do because you kind of are under some uh, time constraints.
2: If I know who I'm going to work with, I'll usually try to reach out to them via social media and just get a conversation going, introduce myself, and you know, say, hey, like we're shooting together, and just try to have some conversation with them before I get to know them a little bit if I can.
0: The last tweet I would like to ask you about, you wrote, I wish my pubes were darker. I'm going to dye them black. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in pictures that I've seen on your social media, they seem pretty dark. But what do you have an issue with? Are they just not dark enough? Are they not, quote unquote, popping when you're on video?
2: Um so I have like a little triangle of pubes but like every time I take pictures I feel like you just can't really see it that well whereas I wish you could just blatantly see the triangle shape in my pubes but it's harder to see cuz they're like light brown and my hair is black so I feel like I should just dye them black and then you can see the triangle better it'll stand out more
0: uh, Okay that makes sense that makes sense but I need you to promise me something that if you do decide to dye them Maybe at some point you could do an early two thousands throwback video where you do a frosted tips look with your pubes. Would you promise me that?
2: I'm actually not opposed. I think that would look pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Fantastic! I I think it would sell like hotcakes to people of my generation. <laughs> uh, I'm
2: not. Do you think my hair? Do you think my hairstylist would do that for me?
0: Oh, one hundred percent. How I mean, just for the story alone? Like, could you imagine them going to you know friends and family and being like, "You would not believe what I did today."
2: I'm actually pretty good friends with her. I bet she would. There
0: you go. And you have to take pictures of it because to see, uh, don't they do it with foil or something like that? Just to see like foily pubes would be hilarious.
2: <laughs> I have no idea. I've never done pubes before. I want to, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might usher in something new here. This could be a whole new lane for you where, you know, you you part it, you know, you have a, a fade, like all kinds of stuff. But I think for Frost- us... I
2: could, like, grade it.
0: Oh, that would be fantastic. Now we're talking. Holy smokes. <laughs> so... My last question for you is, what does the future hold for you? Do you have any interesting projects coming up? Are you going to continue to do the convention circuit? Do you have scenes that you are getting ready to do besides the one with Brixilla? What do you have going on?
2: Um, Well, I just decided tonight I'm going to Vegas next month. I think I'm only going to stick to one convention a year for now. I do not think I'll be attending the one in Miami, um, but I actually have several shoots and during expos that I'm really excited about. I'm not going to say who it's with yet. You'll have to check my social media, but I will be shooting a lot while there. I do not at the moment have any upcoming mainstream scenes, but I'm hoping to book some while I'm in Vegas. And then I will also be going to LA later on this year after my surgery to do some more shoots as well.
0: You have a full calendar, and I am absolutely here for it. It was wonderful to meet you in Chicago, and it was wonderful to be able to speak with you this evening. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and I had a really great time meeting you as well.
0: Thank you very much. So one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media?
2: You can find me under the social media name, Patootie Peaches, and you can also look up Avalon Mira, and it will also pop me up. All
0: right, fantastic. So once again, thank you so much for your time, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you down the road.
2: I hope so, with my frosted pubes.
0: That's right. <laughs>